Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Episode 5 of the Between Stitches podcast. Baseball-only show with uh, baseball guys. We got Albert Pujols heading back home for a little reunion and what could be his final tour uh, of the big leagues. We got some player players signing team-friendly extensions, which we don't love to see, especially when they're in... Uh, their division rivals. We'll give you some rankings on how we feel the infields, the top infields will shape out in major leagues this year. And finally, we will give you our predictions for the American League West, the West Coast of the American League. So thank you for tuning in. We appreciate the support. Let's dive into it. All right, Jared, here we are. It's Ryan here, Jared over there, talking baseball. We love to do it. We got not as much contract news. Oddly enough, a guy like Michael Conforto, still a free agent. Don't know what the fuck's going on over there. Don't know if he's got Boris barking in his ear, telling him he should make 30 million bucks a year. I don't know, but... Michael Conforto is yeah, a really I good like, player, and he should be on yeah, a team by now. He should he should definitely be playing uh, baseball on opening day. So, for him to not have a contract right now, and I'm guess, I'm guessing that's exactly what it is. It's like a it's a money thing. Just like after we talked about how he turned down that contract for yeah a hundred a hundred million, I'm guessing he's trying he's trying to you know he see he's seeing like guys that are signing these three hundred plus million dollars. He's probably saying I'm I'm not going for at least at like 180 or 150 or something like that. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so Michael Conford is a free agent. And <laughs> surprisingly enough, Albert Pujols got signed to a contract before Michael Conforto did. Uh Albert Pujols back to the St. Louis Cardinals on a one-year deal for two and a half million bucks. <clears throat> I don't know, Jared. I watched Albert Pujols last year in the Dodgers. I think there is absolutely no chance in hell this guy is playing baseball after this season. He can't run. He can't throw. He can sort of swing-ish. Uh, his power is not anywhere near what it used to be. His rotational... Everything. His body is deteriorating at a fast pace. Not to mention the fact that more than likely he's actually 47 years old, even though he says he's 40, but that's neither here nor there. He's got a one-year deal back to the Cardinals. They reunite the infamous trio of Albert Pujols, Adam Wainwright, and Yadier Molina. So for Cardinals fans, that's like cool to see that. But if I'm a Cardinals fan, I don't know if I want to be giving up a roster spot to a deteriorating old man because of nostalgia as opposed to a young guy or somebody else off the free agency market that may deserve it more than Albert Pujols. I don't know. 
I mean, <clears throat> yeah, but that's I think that's just like, that's like kind of like classic baseball. Like Chase, like Chase Utley was would get like when when the Dodgers signed Chase Utley, he was just he could still obviously like come in and and have, have the experience for the playoffs and stuff. And I think he actually had some big some big hits like late in the season for them when they did sign him. But like I think it is just like one of those things where like you've built up a reputation, you have relationships in the game. And they know that they might just have you for a year. Um, and I think with Albert Pools, it makes a little bit of sense for him to go back to the Cardinals. Um, even, and that's probably a good indicator that he won't be playing baseball next year at all. Yeah. And will probably just be like a late inning guy this year. And to be honest, Pools kind of had a good season last year. He like had a good for... season against against lefties, actually. Um Albert Pools stats in 2022, I mean, he couldn't run, so he obviously had no bags. <clears throat> he had a minus .6 war. I mean, not ideal, but he had 17 home runs. He had 236. 717 OPS. I mean, it's not great, but like I said, I think he's actually 46 years old. Like, actually. So it's not bad for a 46-year-old guy. Um, if there is... Advanced batting, uh, this probably doesn't show us versus lefties, but I know last year, games that he would start um, at first base for the Dodgers was against left-handed pitching, like Blake Snell or, I don't know, other lefties in the division. So, yeah, I don't mind it. It is what it is. I, I You know, I got nothing against Pujols. He's all-timer, one of the best ever, 3,000 hits, 600 homers. I mean... What else are you going to say? First ballot Hall of Famer for obvious reasons. So good for him. Going back to the Cardinals, I'm sure, you know, he'll be able to live out the really, uh, really be able to be able to milk this season for everything it's worth <laughs> in St. Louis. I mean, he'll get, he'll be able to do his, his probably his retirement, you know, tour throughout the league, especially in like the home stretch of the season, the last two months, every visiting town he goes to will get some sort of tribute on the fucking scoreboard, you know, some shit like that. So, yeah, the like the almost like the Mariana, like the Mariana Rivera. Yeah, like the tour. retirement. Yeah. So, I mean, well, guys like that, in my mind, they kind of it makes sense because it's like those guys mean so much for the game. Oh, of course. Like for for the for the brand of baseball. For sure. So I don't know. How, he's made enough money to never ever think about. For his great, for his great great grandkids to not probably not think about money for oh, a while. Oh, for sure. I mean, for sure. So, but uh, so it's like, I, I don't, I, I didn't see what the what the numbers were on in that contract. It was one year for two point five million. I mean, just like nothing, you know, just just a measly two and a half million bucks. You know, nothing big, <laughs> not a big deal. It is what it is. I mean, we both make that per episode on the show, so I mean, it is what it is. Not a big deal. Yeah, we, by the way, we're, we're underpaid. Yeah, speaking of underpaid, that's a great segue. <laughs> Cattell Marte signs a contract extension with the Arizona Diamondbacks. <clears throat> I was actually, I saw it on Twitter somewhere. Uh, Cattell Marte player, I don't know, team friendly. God, I'm just, I'm just searching it. <clears throat> It was Ozzy Albies. It was the comparison of Ozzy Albies um, because Ozzy Albies signed a horrifying contract extension like five years ago. Oh, here, 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 here's 
here's the tweet I saw. MLB nerds tweeted out that the Cattell Marte contract extension, just for your guys' reference, five-year contract extension for $75 million. The Cattell Marte extension is the second least player-friendly contract in the major leagues, only behind Ozzy Albies, who is making about $1.5 million per win but per war. Um, I don't know what the average is in the major leagues of million dollars paid per wins above replacement, but I can tell you that like Bryce Harper has like a seven war, maybe an eight war, mm-hmm. and he makes thirty million dollars a year. So yeah. that's closer to about three or four million per war. Uh, and Ozzy Albies is making one and a half per war. I don't know what Cattell Marte's exact is, but um, he's underpaid. He he's not getting yeah. You know it's, as it's much funny as when, he you, when you wrote when you wrote Marte on there. I thought you were talking about Starling Marte, and I was like, that kind of makes like more sense. No, no, Cattell Marte, Cattell, Cattell Marte. Marte. Yeah. Okay, so that that makes a little bit more sense that uh, when you when you're talking about, it, you're like, yeah, it was like crazy undervalued. And I was like, well, Starling Marte is like he's been in the league. That may, I can see a time. Yeah, them, no, but. no. Cattell Marte. I mean, last year he only had he only had fourteen home runs, but he hit three eighteen. He had a nine oh nine OPS and one forty three OPS plus. And by the way, he's fast as fuck. He plays center field. He plays shortstop. Like he, he's a switch hitter, dude. Like he's fucking valuable. He's really good. Yeah. I don't know why he, he would sign that deal. It's just he's weird. a switch hitter too. Isn't he? Yeah, he's a switch hitting middle of the diamond player. <laughs> He only had two bags last year, which I feel like, I guess he doesn't steal that much. Huh. I thought he was like really fast. He's like a top of the order guy. So I thought he was like super fast, but I mean, his career high in stolen bases is is 11. I mean, it's not that many, I guess, but I don't know. He's got, dude. I mean, he just, the guy just fucking, he just hits like he's just a hitter. You know what I mean? And he's a switch hitter and he only played in 90 games last year, but again, 318, 909. He's only been an all-star once, and that was in 2019. But, dude, look at his numbers in 2019. 144 games. He had 32 home runs, 92 ribbies. He hit 329 with a 981. Dude, in 2019, Jared Cattell Marte finished fourth in MVP voting. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. And he just signed a fucking five-year, $75 million. Like, why wouldn't he just wait? I don't know what his contract details were before. Like, I don't know. If he already, you know, if he still had to wait two or three more years and he just wanted to secure some some money, but he could have made a fucking bag if he had just waited. Probably an extra. I, again, I don't know his, I don't know the details, but dude, he's fucking good. Like he's fucking good. Yeah, and it's, it's weird. It's, uh... I don't like it for him at all. I actually, I don't I know. I don't think hate so. it. I don't. I don't think so either. I think it's a. Uh, I think like like when you're seeing. You're seeing like some of the, just some of these contracts are just ridiculous. So it's like, right. He's, he's 28 years old. Um, and 70, 75 million divided by five, by the way, it's 15 million a year. Like that's not horrible, but he should be making 20 to 25 at a minimum. Like, yeah, just, re- just with the market. Yeah, exactly. Dude. Like if, if, uh, I mean, they're handing out like Josh Donaldson's getting that kind of money or 
or I mean, dude, in all honesty, what did Chris Bryant sign for? 186 or something? Uh-huh. Chris Bryant, uh, let's see. Chris Bryant's contract, 182 million for seven years. That is 26 million a year. I would I would pay Cattell Marte 26 million a year over Chris Bryant yeah. to be honest. Honestly, I would. Yeah, no, I I mean not, I I agree with you. I mean, I'm looking at I mean, here's a here's a fun stat. Here's a trivia question. Yeah. How many years has uh I don't know if this is actually 100% true. But how many years is uh has Chris Bryant hit over 300 in his career? Mm, I'm going to say never. Yeah. Yeah. Led you led you led you into it because it's like it's he he won a what MVP in 16 2016 he hit 292 with 39 home runs and yeah if, if I'm gonna be honest dude, he, that's he, like he one kinda, of the worst MVP years MVPs. I've ever seen that, that's uh yeah that's an underwhelming MVP like to think that like poor like Vlad I know like Vlad, yeah. Vlad didn't get an MVP this last year I guess there was the just stats. nobody that was kind of there with it. dude fuck me no one Arenado probably should have won MVP that year he got fifth was that when the was that the year the Cubs won the I don't know though dude that war is crazy why is Chris Bryant's war so much higher uh no they won yeah it is the year they won the World Series and that's probably some <laughs> something to do with it too for sure so like I don't know dude reference... he got seven point three war and the next closest was Freddie F- or Max Scherzer with a six point four I mean weird right here. Here's for um here's like for like for like some perspective. Like Chris Bryant has an MVP and read his read his stats. The MVP season 292, 292, 39 30. home runs, 102 ribbies, 939 OPS. And Vlad Jr. last year doesn't he didn't get an MVP. He, he hit 311 with 48 home runs and 111 RBIs. What was his OPS? Um, almost a thousand two. That's that's fucked, dude. Dude, he had se- his OPS the- was seventy points higher, and he didn't win MVP. It's all about the season. You're right, because the guy who got second place was Daniel Murphy, who hit three forty seven. He had a nine eighty five OPS, but he only had twenty five. I don't know, dude. I'd have fucking given it to Daniel Murphy. I I don't know. Chris Bryant's WAR is like way higher than everybody's. I don't know why. I mean, he's a good defender. Is it because he plays everywhere? Because he can play third, outfield. Hey, first. I don't know. I don't know. How- it's weird. I don't know exactly how they. I don't know exactly how they um they calculate it. Oh, uh, anyways, um, anyways, the comparison but, was made because it just Cattell Marte, in my opinion, is like just as fucking valuable. The thing is though, is that he's actually just like not, oddly enough. He, uh, he's what? He's just not as value. Like he's only had one year of WAR above four, and that was the year we talked about where he got fourth in MVP, and he had a six point nine wins above replacement. That's elite. Like that's a great number, but. Last year, he had a 1.8. Uh, 2020, he had a 1.5. I do think it also, war has a lot to do with playing a lot of games. You could tell Marte's only played over 120 games twice in his career. So you got to play to, you know, maybe that's another reason why he signed the contract. Because he's like, fuck, I can't stay healthy, but I'm good when I am healthy. So I'll take my my paycheck and just yeah. cash it out. Yeah, that is, that is, that is true. Like, it, like, to think about if... You get into a contract money, a year, you know? and, and yeah, you're like you're like okay, I'm getting, I'm I'm taking seventy six million. I'm taking the 
the uh, bird in the hand better than two in the bush. One of those old situations. Yeah. That is true because what happens if you go out and you get banged up and like you're worried about getting a contract and yeah, you end up having something horrible happen or or whatever the case might be and you you end up losing forty million because nobody's willing to sign you. Oh, hundred percent. No, hundred percent. Um. Yeah. So but good. Like, for, it's fun. I mean, it's funny. It's like Dan. It's it is kind of funny because we're, we're we're talking shit about it, but it's like Dan Bilzerian money. Yeah, you know it's like I mean? not that much. Yeah, it's it's not well. No, it's 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 like so much. That's what I'm saying. Because it's like we're talking about seventy six million dollars. Oh, oh, like oh yeah, yeah. Like like he's getting paid league minimum. Yeah. No, for, he's for reference make... for reference, guys on league the guys that make league minimum would have to play for a hundred years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. That's kind of yeah. what, do you, what do you think about it like that? No, it's you're like, right. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, good for Marte. I mean, he got his, he got his money. Good for Marte. Um, in the world of college baseball, quickly before we go on to our rankings here, not sure if you guys saw this, but they there was a guy on Texas Tech's baseball team who fucking stole home plate to win the game. Walk off, walk off steal of home, off a right-handed pitcher. Jared and I were both right-handed pitchers at the collegiate level. Has anybody ever stole home on you, Jared? Like straight steal before you no, even deliver it. the ball. No, that's that's pretty damn wild. And that then, and then it's what, not what wild. You, I think more so. That's like that is bad. You just you just have such a you have such a good view of that guy. It's like a lefty. It's like a lefty with first base, basically. Yes, like, it is. It's the same. It's like it's like it's like if you yeah, it's like if you're lo- you're looking over and someone just takes off. It's like I guess that here's what I think here's what happens. In a moment like that, the pitcher, the college pitcher, is probably shitting, shitting himself a little bit. Yeah, no shit. That's how many times have you seen pitchers just like when you get a rush a throw when you've just been throwing rockets, be able to throw it home. But at the same time, like you, you could definitely still get it done. Like you should, you should still get it done. I mean, like you said, when the guy's coming set, and the it was the pitcher for Texas, and he's going through his like slow ass triple tap fucking set position like looking down at the ground i mean just like look at the runner i i I don't know what else to say like you can't first of all you can't let him get a lead that's half the baseline you can't do it and second of all if he does you have to keep a fucking eye on him and you have to like i don't know the kid steals home a walk-off steal of home, and then the same kid the next day on Texas Tech hits a walk-off grand slam to win them the game. Baseball is a fucking weird-ass sport, dude. Shit like that happens all the time. But I don't know if I've ever seen a walk-off steal of home against a right-handed pitcher. Straight steal. Like, no fucking pass ball, no ball in the dirt. Not like Pitcher was coming set, and he just took off. And he didn't even throw it home because he was so safe. I mean, it's unbelievable. So good for that kid. Electric moment. Um, college baseball. We've been talking about it for forever. We both played. If you don't get a chance to just tune in, especially before baseball, you know, major league season starts, check it out. I mean, I saw a tweet on Saturday. It was like, hey, guys, don't worry. Uh, ESPN2 has the National Cornhole Championships on when Vanderbilt and fucking – Vanderbilt and Ole Miss are playing each other right now. You know, like, 
doesn't get quite the national coverage, so it may be a little bit harder to find. But if you can find it, tune in. It's good shit. So, with that, Jared, we'll give you our uh, top five infields in baseball from five to one. And I feel like there's four that are just like... Do you have a like... good list? Do you, do you have a good list of them? I have, I have a decent like list, but it's like a lot of analysis on it that I'm just kind of like that I was reading into. Yeah, here's a... Uh... Here, I'll throw this link in here in the document here. Uh, yeah, check that link out. And like I was about to say, I think there's f four teams that are like far that's, and that's, away. That's really, that's really funny is that the exact article I had. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, <laughs> I think there's four teams that are like far and away like the best infields in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's like a, a few others that are going to be like pretty good. If I had to start with my rankings, uh, number five on my list would probably be the Mets because you love Jeff McNeil. I mean, I love Jeff McNeil. I think he's a great player. Yeah. Eduardo, yeah, he's a great Eduardo Escobar is a solid switch hitting you know, had had guy had fucking thirty home runs last year, and just just wildly underrated. Yeah, and then like yeah, he's really good. And then they have Lindor, who's a beast. And then Pete Alonso's could probably gonna hit another forty home runs at first base. Like, if Lindor has any semblance of a bounce back season, the Mets are the fifth best infield in baseball by far, in my opinion. I think number four will probably be the Braves. Uh, if you look at the Braves infield, Austin Riley is. So good. Like, so, so, so good. And nobody talks about it. Dansby at short, great player. Ozzie Albies at second, electric. And yes, they lost Freddie Freeman, but they added Matt Olson, who's not a fucking chump. Like, Matt Olson's really good first baseman, defensively and offensively. So I think I would go Mets five, Braves four. I would go Red Sox three. When you have Devers... <laughs> Devers actually you know I scratched that scratch that Blue Jays three Blue Jays three I like, I like that with Chapman at third Bo Bichette at short uh Cabin Biggio probably at second and then Vlad just iron horse at first base just shitting on balls I think defensively it's a great infield but I mean offensively like Bo Bichette and Vlad by themselves are enough to maybe put an infield in the top five in baseball. Add Matt Chapman. Kevin Biggio's decent. Then all right, Blue Jays are a top five infield. Number two is uh the Red Sox. The Red Sox have the second best infield in baseball. Devers is a joke. Bogarts is unfucking believable. Trevor Story is playing second base for them, which is a joke. And then they're, they're like, only down-ish spot is first base. But, I mean, Bobby Dahlbeck is fine. They also have uh, Tristan Cass as a prospect for him. So Dahlbeck, the, Dahlbeck had 25 jacks last year, yeah, too, so it's like... Yeah, he's fine. He's, he's just, fine. He, he's, just not, he's just not, like, like a, like a super, like a, like a Vlad, like someone that's right, super right. elite. Yeah. Right, right. So... Yeah, so... I got the Red Sox at number two, and then I think... To no surprise or to anybody's surprise, the Dodgers are the best infield in baseball. And it's just, dude, it's fucked. Like, Justin Turner, all-star, 
Trace Turner might win the MVP. Max Muncie, all-star. Freddie Freeman, all-star, might win the MVP. Like, it's not getting any better than those four guys. I, I just don't know what to tell you. Like, Justin Turner is the worst player in that infield. Justin Turner. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's, yeah, that's fucking crazy. And that's, that's re- well, and that's, that's the only thing that really... That's the only thing that really, I think, in my mind, sets them above the Red Sox is the, yeah. the fact that it's like you can replace, you have to pick between Max Muncie, Freddie Freeman, or Bobby Dalback, you know? So it's like, I, I, I almost, and it's obviously Trey Turner is so damn fast. And he hits yep. over 300. And Trevor Story is good. At, he has like kind of like that. He's like, he's like a, he's got, He's kind of like a sexier player than Trey Turner in terms of the fact that he, well, I can't, it's hard to say that when you watch Trey Turner's slide. I'm just talking about like yeah. in terms of like just power numbers, like yep. just being able to hit a 500 foot home run. But like it's, he's no slouch. Like, um, like obviously Trey Turner's not a slouch by any aspect, but he just doesn't have the power numbers that Story has. And then I, I mean, think, dude, um, I, I don't know about I'm that. Take, I would take Devers. I, I don't know. Take dude. Devers over. Trey Turner had uh, 28 home runs last year. 28 home runs. I mean, that's it by that's far a, his career high. But 28 home yeah, runs last say, year. I, as I say, that's kind of like that seemed kind of surprising because I always thought he was like a 13 to 22 type of guy. Yeah, he. So his career, Trey Turner's gone 13, 11, 19, 19, 12 because he was hurt, <laughs> and then 28. So his 162 no, he, was, he was a 13 to 22 guy. yeah his 162 average his full season average for home runs is 24 because he's been hurt a lot so um his full season average is 24 home runs you know and i'm sure stories is probably like 30 you know or 28 but it's i don't know i think they're comparable dude i think trey turner's faster i think trey turner defense is probably the same um oh, i don't I, I i think it's kind of funny i think that's one that's one underrated aspect well it's not even that underrated but like trevor story is right there next to trey turner i think in speed actually like probably not quite as fast but let's see maybe we can find it mlb speed rankings trey turner billy hamilton fastest players of mlb let's see trey turner had a sprint speed of 30.7 which is a joke uh, guys who get to first the fastest. Uh, what? I'm surprised not to see Story on there. Yeah, me too. He does have a lot of bags, though. Story speed. He has a lot of bags. Trevor Story steals a lot of bags. Um, Trevor. Yeah, man. He Trevor Story averages 22 bags a year. I mean, that's that's just not bad by any means. Um. So good for story. Yeah, they, baseball America. Oh, this is this is from when he was in college. Hmm. Yeah, it must have been. What was I was gonna say, I was just I was just reading a little quick. Uh, there's like a little quick blurb, you know, underneath one of the links. It said that Trevor Story uh, weighed like 175 pounds, and I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> I was like, that seems awfully small. No, not anymore. What uh, what's your top five infields? Did it, does it waver at all from my list? Uh, my only my only thought would be, I don't think it. 
it's pretty damn close to yours. I just want like I feel like there's uh, like like there's an honorable mention I think like with the the Rangers, but they're yep. they're not quite there. But I'm with uh, Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon. I don't know third first of the so yeah it's third first for the Rangers. I mean, it's gonna be like fuck. I don't know. Rangers depth chart. <laughs> Uh, their third baseman is going to be Andy Abanez on opening day. Yeah, so it's and tough, Nathaniel Lowe, Nate, Nate Lowe is going to be playing first. I mean, yeah, it's not ideal. Um. Also, let's see, there's one. I mean, I think as a Padres I fan, I think everyone healthy. The Padres have a pretty good infield. Um, Tatis, yeah, with, I, Machado, Cronenworth, Machado, Machado. Yeah, no, it is. It is money. And then I know you love Eric Hosmer. Yeah. Well, Hosmer's the best player in that infield by far. So, I mean, when he's, when he's in the lineup, he's unstoppable. Machado, Machado and Tatis. That's okay. So that's really what it comes down to is like, there's good players, but it's like the, the overall depth of the infield. Uh, like, I, like I kind of like, uh, as like a top 10, like candidate to like, I, I do like, uh, the Cardinals, Tommy Edmond, Paul Goldschmidt, and Paul DeYoung. Like Arenado. That's, that's that's Arenado at yeah, third. Yeah. Is it, yeah, is it, yeah. That's what I meant to say. No, um, you had you had all the guys in there. You said Edmond, Paul DeYoung, Paul Goldschmidt, and then Arenado is just a to- little Aaron, toss in there. Yeah, he's just a little sprinkle on top. So that's, that's, that's a pretty good roster. But, yeah, I would say if Dahlbeck has like a – if Dahlbeck has like a – crazy year like a crazy pop year which he very well could yep where he played like this is like his third year as a pro like a lot of times when guys come up i feel like it takes him a couple years to get the bearings yep he kind of started getting there last year and i feel like if dahlbeck can produce like a 30 plus home run season then that's the best that's the best it could be um yeah infield but that's the only really two um question marks i have in the in that with the with the question mark behind dahlbeck and Freddie Freeman being a former MVP, it's like really hard to to take them over them now. And then I do totally agree with you. I think if I think if we're having the same conversation and the and the Blue Jays don't lose Marcus Simeon, I'm putting them in front of both of them. Oh yeah, I agree. But if they lose Simeon, if they don't lose Simeon, they probably don't get Matt Chapman. So then yeah, you start to think... waver. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, they... I, I guess, I guess, I guess when you're thinking about like um, when you're thinking about defensively as well with Matt Chapman, Matt, Matt Chapman, fu- he's the best, far better defender. Yeah, because that that's always been one bugaboo on Simeon, uh, Marcus Simeon, yeah. is that he, especially when he was with the Athletics, is that he kicked a lot of balls. Yeah, that's why I put so, him second in uh, Toronto because he's like, fuck it, I don't have to make the throw, easier play. Yeah. you know. So that that just Toronto team last year with the four like every guy with like thirty plus home runs. And like I do agree with it, with what you said with the Braves. They had I think everybody on their infield had like thirty. Didn't even Dansby hit thirty home runs last year? Uh dude, I don't know. Uh, probably. I mean, I know he hit at least twenty five, um, twenty seven home runs last year for Dansby Swanson. By the way, Austin Riley, um. Just just for your reference, Jared, Austin Riley had a 6.1 war last year. He hit 303 with 33 home runs, 107 RBIs, and a 132 OPS plus. 
he had like a over 800 or like over 850 OPS against fastballs and like an 870 OPS against off-speed pitches. Like he rakes, dude. He fucking rakes. He played 160 yeah, last year. Dude, he is good, bro. He's good. Yeah. He's another one. He's another one too that like if he's playing not to say that the Braves are ex- obviously they're not a small market team. It's one of the most famous teams in yeah. all of baseball. But it's like it's not it doesn't it doesn't get the same hype as LA really. Yeah. Even even with the World Series just still just get more love. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I think like if Austin Riley is playing with the Dodgers, he you'd probably see his face on more things, like more um little like little promo stuff that they, oh, they put on MLB.com sure. and everything like that. Like it, I feel like it's always just like like you're still seeing Bellinger over Austin Riley for some yeah. reason. Oh yeah. Yeah, so we love we love him though. Yeah, I love, oh, fucking love Bellinger. Stand up guy, good player, really clean looking face. Doesn't do any drugs. Never has any. Uh, you know, just a straight shooter, clean as a whistle. So, um, yeah, that's our that's at least my rankings. Um, yeah, I'm like like I said, mine are mine are gonna be the same as yours, other than I I think if Dahlbach has like the crazy year. Yeah, I think Mets five. What did I say? Mets better. Mets five. Braves four. Blue Jays three. Wait, hold on. Yeah, wait, wait. My infield rankings were. Yeah, Mets twenty twenty two infield rankings. Mets five. Braves four. Blue Jays three. Red Sox two. Dodgers one. I think that's as good as it gets right there. There's no way. There's no way it changes. I agree with that with just that one little that one little potential flip. I think that there's a potential for the Red Sox to be even better than that Braves. Yeah, so just because I know Justin Turner rakes, but he doesn't he, he's just like I feel like he's like a three ten like a three ten thirteen to seventeen home run guy most years, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. He and definitely I, is. And I think I think you can get you can get with Bogarts, you get thirty five jacks, you can get thirty five jacks from story potentially, you can get thirty five jacks from Devers and you can potentially get 35 jacks out of uh yeah doll back if he has a better yeah year, if that so. infield produces 120 home runs by itself i mean that's fucking stupid but i'm just saying that that seems like kind of what, no what it's realistic it could, could very so. easily happen no yeah I, i'm just like yeah. that stupid in the sense of like that would just be unbelievable it would be the best yeah that'd be crazy um so last topic here jared I'll give our predictions for each division um we've done al east al central we're moving on to the american league west my predictions for the American League West standings from bottom to top are as follows with record. Fifth place, Oakland will be 81 and 81. They will finish at 500. Seattle will finish fourth place, exactly one game above them at 82 and 80. I got the Rangers in third at 87 75. I got the Angels in second place at 89 and 73. And then the Astros in first. Uh, at 97 and 65. I think the Angels get in the playoffs this year as the sixth seed. I think they do. The bold statement, yes. but I think Mike Trout is just about fucking done not making the postseason with guys like Shohei Otani. They add, uh, like, Rendon wasn't healthy last year at all. He's still on the uh, Angels. Noah Syndergaard is there. Uh, I feel like they added a couple other guys. Too. They re-signed uh, uh, Rysel Iglesias. Um, who was really good for them last year. Um, 
Obviously, Otani can start games for them. I think maybe their question marks would be starting pitching. Um, they have Otani, Syndergaard, Michael Lorenzen. Their, their bullpen is good, dude. Their bullpen is good. Rysel Glacius, Archie Bradley, Ryan Tapera is really good. Mike Mike Mayers, super solid. Um, dude, Max Stassi, their catcher, kind of had a like a decent year last year. Um, I like him. Yeah, like he kind of had a decent, decent year last year, like 241, 13 home runs. I don't know, maybe not, but like he's not bad. Dude, Jared Walsh fucking rakes, all-star last year. Yeah. David Fletcher can hit. Uh, Shortstop, they have a variety of guys. Andrew Velasquez, uh, Luis Renjifo, Tyler Wade could play shortstop for him. Third base is Rendon. Dude, and then their outfield, in no particular order on any given day, is going to feature Justin Upton, Joe Adele, Mike Trout, Brandon Marsh. Like, those are all really fucking good guys. And then Shohei will DH, or they'll mix in a DH at some point. I mean, like, that's, like, a good team. Like, I mean, Otani and Syndergaard at the top of the rotation, it's fucking nasty. Like, I could see them making the playoffs this year. I don't know. Maybe that's just me being optimistic because I want to see Mike Trout actually play in the postseason. But I don't know. I got Oakland, Seattle, Texas, Angels, and then Astros in first. That's funny. What? I got – I think I'm going to go Houston – Seattle. Seattle LA second. Angels. Seattle in second. So wait, so from bottom to top, what do you got? Fifth, fifth to Athlo- first. Athletic, athletics losing. Yeah, athletics. I don't assume they're going to be good this year with losing Chapman and and medals. And yeah, like they're going to be horrible. I they're not going to be good. Yeah. And then I think the Texas Rangers finished fourth. Yeah, that's fu- yeah, that's fair. Even even though even though they got a couple sluggers, I just don't think the rest of the team is. I, they can't pitch as well as you'd like to see. I think the Mariners just made the like, uh, well, Angels in second, third, or Angels in third. Yep. And then the Mariners in second. Yep. I like. I really like like who they added. Um, this lineup right now, you have Tom Murphy, Ty France at first, then Adam Frazier at second, Suarez at third base, J.P. Crawford at shortstop, uh, Jesse Winker. Yep. Jared Kalenic, who's who's I think got hurt Young. last year. And Dude, Kyle, really, really, really good. Kyle Lewis is Kyle Lewis, so good. Really good. And Mitch, Mitch Hanniger is really raced. good too, dude. So, yeah, so fuck. and then and then, and then, you, then you have the Cy Young winner Robbie Ray. You got Marco Gonzalez, who's just been consistently like pretty good. This uh, Logan Gilbert guys uh, guys pretty nice when I watched him last year. I'm pretty sure this Chris Flexen guy right here was like in terms of betting was like the number one like one of the like top five or ten pitchers in the league if you were if you bet on them for them to their money line to win really he just won it's they just yeah. won games when he yeah pitched? yeah yeah it's just like i don't know what his like actual like record was but like, I, I just know like value wise like because he, he was always always an underdog last year like it felt like and then i think for um, me that the question mark for them is the rotation because I don't think Robbie Ray is going to be a Cy Young winner <laughs> again. I think he's good. I don't think he's going to be a Cy Young type guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Marco Gonzalez, but again, I don't think he's amazing. I don't think he's bad by any means. Um, 
I mean, Marco Gonzalez is a career 4.24 pitcher in the big leagues. I mean, it's it's not yeah, bad, he, you but, know, but, but he is, he doesn't throw very hard. So like what, the one thing that I'll he's say gonna is throw a ton of innings. Yeah. Well, well, and sometimes sometimes he just has like the eight run game. Oh yeah. Like where he gives up eight, and then and then and then he goes uh, CG. Yeah. Like shut out, and it's like it just feels like that. That's what his career looks like most of the time. No, like, I I get it. Like, I just I don't have a ton of confidence how about, in many of how their about, pitchers. To be honest, how about with you. Chris? Fl- how about Chris Flexen as their as their fourth starter going fourteen and six last year with a three six ERA? Yeah, that's pretty good. So it's pretty good. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I just think that it's really easy to get in, like all gun ho about. I just these think LA teams because this is their bigger markets. Obviously, Mike I think, Trout, dude. I think you and, have to have and, bullpen though, man. I think you have to have bullpen. And the Angels getting Ryan Tapera, who is an All Star, Archie Bradley, Rysel Iglesias is an All Star. They have like three or four like all-star caliber pitchers in their bullpen. And then you look at the Mariners, they have Paul Seawald had like a, a good year last year. Uh, I don't even know if he made the all-star team. He had, let's see, last year he had a 306 ERA. I mean, pretty good, you know, for 64 innings. Not bad. Diego Castillo, pretty good pitcher. Throws pretty hard. But the rest of these guys are like nobodies or they're not good. Um so I just I think you, if you have bullpen and you can kind of hit, you have more likely of having success than a team that's going to mash but can't close games out. You know what I mean? Like, dude, the Reds is a perfect example. Last year, they had Castellanos, Suarez, Winker, Votto, fucking all these dudes, and they had a good rotation that's, for the most part, and their bullpen true, just shit the bed every day. <laughs> they did. Every day. And they didn't finish anywhere near the playoffs. You know, and I'm not saying the Mariners bullpen is dog shit. I mean, it's not bad. Paul Seawald is solid. Diego Castillo is solid. But like Drew Steckenrider getting big innings for them or or uh, Anthony Misowich. I mean, like, who are these guys? You know what I mean? Like, I know they're big leaguers. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just saying, you know, like Justice Sheffield's been a guy who's like was a high prospect, bounced around, never really lived up to the expectations. Now he's just like a long relief guy for them. You know, like this Andres Munoz guy, former Padres prospect, made his debut for the Padres a couple years ago. Throws a million miles an hour, but he's coming off Tommy John. You know, just like you don't know. So if their bullpen could be okay, uh, it might be good. They're going to finish in front of the Angels in second. You still think so? I still think the, the Angels are just a chronically underperforming team. Oh, 100%. I no doubt about that. Absolutely no doubt. But I think maybe I think just, I'm gonna be the fool this year and just just hook line and sinker, take the bait, and just roll with the Angels in the playoffs this year. Because I love Mike Trout. You just got like a million, like a bunch of MVP guys, like a potential MVP guys. Yeah, dude. It's just like Rendon. Well, you have two. You have two. Right. He's got like he's like top five though, top three. Yeah, I mean Rendon. Rendon is the third best hitter on that team, and he goes anywhere else, and he's probably the best hitter at least the second best hitter. And now he's a third best guy. I mean, I just, I like, I really like Joe Adele. I really like, uh, I really like um, David Fletcher. I don't know. That's just my picks, but it is what it is. We're probably going to be completely dead ass fucking wrong. And it doesn't matter because our opinions mean almost nothing. So that's why we appreciate you guys tuning into the podcast because we talk baseball we're experts on the topic of baseball. Um, be sure to check us out on social media. 
Phenomenal Fan Podcast group, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, fuck, YouTube, anywhere you want. That's where we stream our episodes live. Um, if you're in the box and there's two strikes on you and he tries to elevate the fastball, lay off at all costs. No, it looks fat. Lay off the high cheese at, at, at all costs. Uh, otherwise, you'll find yourself struggling at the plate. So that's going to be it for me, Jared, unless you got anything else for these guys. Uh, any words of wisdom? Yeah. <laughs> Bet on the Seattle Mariners to finish second in the division. Okay. It's not a bad pick. That's... Are they making the playoffs, though, or are they just finishing second? Well, that's a good. That's a question for another day, baby. There's six teams in the plus in from each league now. Oh, that's true. With the new rules, oh, they're making the playoffs. Five seed, six seed, six seed, six seed. That's right. I have I'd the Angels to, I'd, too. I'd need to look in there for. I would need to look at it for sure. But well, either way. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Well, As always, we appreciate you guys. Between the stitches, baseball show. We're smart. You're not. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Adios. Let's go.